You're listening to Rocket Night. This is Tampa Earl Burton for Rocket Night, and we've got a special treat for you. If you were a big fan of the band Crocus in the 80s, then you'll recognize this man, Mark the Voice Storacci, who was the vocalist for the group and is now the leader of a band that bears his name, Storacci. Now, Mark, one question I've always wanted to answer to. How did your nickname, The Voice, come to being? Who who gave that nickname to you? I don't really remember. It was way back and must have been in the 70s already when I was still singing with a progressive rock band called T. Uh, You know, um, I don't know. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, there's a couple of other singers they call The Voice. So um, I don't really uh, mind about it. whether it's whether I'm called the voice or net or mm-hmm. not. Um, main thing is that they know who they're talking about when they say Storace. No doubt about that. Now, a lot of people don't don't know about uh, the, the time you spent before Crocus with uh, progressive music. Well, that was actually the start of my professional career where I was uh, actually fulfilling my my teenage dream, which I had way back in Malta, where I come from originally, down south, this tiny island with lots of history, blue Mediterranean Sea, lots of sunshine. And we played loads and loads of gigs, especially throughout the long summers. And then I reached a point when I wanted to get out and do the real thing and went to London and after a year there, I, I met this Swiss girl and she kind of, uh, you know, guided me to Switzerland where I met the uh, first band. Nothing worked out with the, with the first band. And then I joined T, T-E-A. And uh, with T, we uh, accomplished a lot of uh, pioneering work for actually the Swiss music scene because we, we became the first. Uh, Swiss rock act, progressive rock music, to to tour the whole of Europe with bands like uh, Ginger Baker, you know, the Cream drummer, mm-hmm. Ginger, Ginger Baker's uh, uh, Baker Gerwitz Army, and um, that was one of them. And to uh, cut the story short, our finale before we split up was... Uh, a tour with Queen, you know, Queen was starting out kind of, uh, and they they had this great album out called Sheer Heart Attack and, and they needed a support act for Germany and our connections here. 
latched us on and uh, we had the time of our lives you know yeah. um, we watched nearly every sound check and mm -hmm. that's something that'll stay in you know the greater the 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 story grows about this great band called queen which i still think are great you know oh yes definitely they, yeah they 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 did a lot of progressive music themselves you know i mean it wasn't just hard rock or heavy metal or, or, or pop you know <laughs> yeah i i think that you're you're very accurate there in saying you know that that, that some of their stuff was quite progressive for the time yeah. you know oh, it wasn't yeah. just hard rock or, or or even just plain old rock it was it was experimental yeah yeah and uh, uh the the way the way i describe progressive music is Every song is usually longer <laughs> than the normal <laughs> three to three to four minutes. Right, right. And and out of each song, you can write three others <laughs> today. You know, if, if you That's have that, very that observant, yes. Verse, chorus, verse. Uh, you know, intro and outro mm -hmm. in in a in a progressive music song. I mean, take Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. As an example. That's like four songs put together. Yeah. Put together, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, Crocus uh, was a huge act in Europe in the 80s and afterwards. People don't realize that you were still popular in Europe after the 80s, but you always had to fight res for respect in the United States. Why? Well, to cut a long story short, we ended up uh, almost burnt out after eight years touring the USA, during which time we, we achieved uh, from, from nothing. I mean, we had, we already had, we're, we were gold in Europe when we came to the USA with nothing. I mean, no awards earned yet. And in the space of, uh, we came in 1980 and, and 1983, we already were close to platinum with our best-selling album still till today headhunter mm -hmm. you know so um yeah the, and the way it was we we continued touring and touring and touring and then you reach a point where not only influences your songwriting but also influences your stamina and state of mind you know it's a bit a, a little bit too too long, you know. So we reached a point where we like started, uh, you know, fighting and stuff, and fights against the management, and blaming blaming everything on everyone else, and and grunge came in and knocked us on the head, kind of. And so we said, well, it's time for a hiatus, you know. So let's take a break, you know. And actually, for me, it wasn't take a break it was like bye guys and it was nice and that's it then I concentrated on my solo album Blue my first one which uh, didn't work out the way I wanted it to and so on and so forth did lots of other things before the first uh, Crocus reunion which um, officially I would I would call uh, the one uh, the to rock or not to be album 
the first big reunion without with with a different bass player mm-hmm. you know and then we went gold again <laughs> and we had a sold out tour here and uh, still we took another break because the rest of europe wasn't ready for us so it seemed like we were isolated on the in in little switzerland in the middle of europe and we couldn't get out you know because to get out you need huge budgets and the budgets by that time started to decrease today they're not non-existent you know i mean i had to reach into my own pocket to record this album you know so there's no tour support or anything and that's why I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it to the States this autumn, like I was hoping for, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with all the streaming and stuff, it reduces your income and you need the income to, to pay everybody and pay all the costs and everything. But uh, let's not get into that. Boring. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and leave all that behind and, <laughs> and, and kind of talk about the new band and the new album. Yeah. Uh, why does somebody who who is at your veteran position uh, start up a new band? I mean, the the the, the music world is so pop oriented nowadays. Yeah. Why did, is there something burning still inside there that makes oh, you want yeah. to do this? Oh yeah, there's still a lot of energy here, and I want to use it, channel it in a good way, and. Um, you know, in the, I, I like, I believe in trying to uh, bring some enlightenment out there. And uh, a lot of rock fans suffered because there was no, uh, not much rock music happening for a while. And, and yeah, you know, I, I don't want to disappear when I know there's fans out there who enjoy my singing, you know, my show, my my songwriting with with other people I write with co-writers and um, the new band I have is something I'm really proud of I really want want you want everybody want the whole world to hear my new band and come to the concerts you know and and um, I'm still not feeling my age I'm I feel younger um touch wood <laughs> uh, um, you know, because the most important thing is health. Yes. Without your health, you get up in the morning, don't want to do anything. You know. But I get up in the morning and want to do things and want to go places and uh, create new stuff. And so the fire is burning, as you said. And so why try to extinguish it? Why it's burning? And my wife adores. What I do, thank God for her, you know, um, and uh, actually the new video <laughs> we just released yesterday is all about her and, you know, being on the road and all the temptations and everything. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, that's it. I'm doing it because this is what I do. This is what I breathe uh, and I've, I've lived for. Uh, my whole life, I, I sang in my first band when I was 14. So why should I abandon that? For what? Yeah. For, for uh, just watching television? Or, okay. I spent the whole day gardening yesterday. I love doing that. But that's my balance. You know, I balance 
uh, uh, it's still strenuous, it's still uh, physical and stuff, but uh, like being on stage, you know, mm-hmm. you, you need a sportsman's heart. There you go, uh, yeah. To, to do what I do and, and sing, and luckily I'm going to touch wood again, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that I can still reach those notes, you know. Uh, okay, there's a few songs which I have to tune down uh, a half a tone, and some some screaming stuff I don't even even attempt anymore, and it doesn't even look good on me at my age, you know. And nowadays I put more heart and soul into it, and I watch out what lyrics I'm singing mm-hmm. than I used to do before, you know. So yeah. it's still fun. And as long as it's still fun, I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah, that's bottom line. Now, the new album is called Live and Let Live. How long has it been in the works? And what can you tell us about it? Well, Live and Let Live is the product of a lockdown that we all experience throughout the whole world. And, um, you know, so that, that was another thing. You know, I thought, well... Okay, <laughs> can't do this, can't do that. You know, I'm going to be like staying at home and uh, I'm going to get creative. Hell yeah, this is the chance because uh, I have time now because there's no no gigs, no recordings, no songwriting with Crocus happening. So I pulled my drawer right here <laughs> and... Uh, took out this huge pile of lyrics which go back like decades and um, then looked into my hard disk. I've got all these demos and bits and pieces, ideas and so on and started to put the puzzle together and there's a couple of new friends I had who I could song uh, co-songwrite with, you know, guitar players especially and um, the first song, Live and Let Live, was actually written over 20 years ago during the days of Saddam Hussein. It was inspired by, by the, the, the genocide that was going on and stuff. And, and um, I mean, it's a title, Live and Let Live, that you can use for loads of, loads of things, loads of movements uh, today, you know, so uh, it really made sense to call the album Live and Let Live and, and use a song that I wrote with Charlie Price um, ages ago. And in fact, I didn't have my band, my live band ready yet. So I took Charlie with me on the first video of Live and Let Live. And he's there playing away, uh, you know, so... It, it just all somehow fit in naturally, you know, without any pushing, no record company telling me what to do. And my old friend, um, it's actually the guy, one of the guys I know the longest in Switzerland. His name's Rolly Egli. He's an ex-drummer of tea, and uh, he's been managing me for almost, 15 years now I would say or even longer he does uh, stuff for crocus as well so so it was here 
and then, then there's this other guy. He was my first manager ever. And he's situated in Denver, Colorado. He's a Swiss guy. <laughs> and he managed tea. You know? So mm -hmm. there's a, the tea connection, like old friendships. And uh, there's a lot of trust, you know, which, which I needed, you know, after my experiences in the 80s, you know, which... Uh, like uh, destroyed a lot of uh, good things, like trust was one of them. Um, and, uh, you know, so so the, the fire is just like burning like hell right now <laughs> in a positive way. <laughs> Definitely. Now, the, the thing that impressed me so much with uh, Live and Let Live, the, the CD, the musicianship is outstanding and it's tight. I mean, these are, you have got your, yourself a real gem of a band. Uh, tell us about some of the members. Okay. Now, the, the first, <clears throat> I've, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm running with my second band now because the first band on the album are all studio musicians. Okay. Uh, you know, because of lockdown, it was hard to, to get people together and stuff. And, um, we were wearing masks <laughs> most of the time. And, um, but two of them, uh, two of these guys I met during this production in Gran Canaria. And uh, they owned this studio, Powerplay Studios, which is uh, one of the best in Europe. And uh, they asked me afterwards, they said, what are you going to do when Crocus uh, packs up? I said, uh, well, probably a solo album. And they said, well, we'd, we're interested if you want to work <laughs> with us and try and write some songs. So, so I kept that in mind. And, and then there was all this stuff from Charlie Priestel, you know, um, from 20, 25 years back. And this, this new guy... Um, <clears throat> you know, from Newcastle, Adrian Fisher, uh, with whom I wrote some good stuff over the internet. You know, you can do that nowadays. Excuse me while I take a boogaloo. <laughs> Everybody needs a little wine break. <clears throat> you know, I can sing for hours, but I can't talk too long. I, I start to get it's my my vocal cords are pitched for <laughs> for actually being used uh, yeah, yeah for power yes yeah <laughs> they need to get the pummeling <laughs> so anyway um the question was uh, how did i uh, these great musicians so Back to the first two musicians whom I met in Gran Canaria and have power play studios, having studio, they have all these connection, they're connected with all these session musicians. So putting a band together who was on that level was peanuts for them. And we got this thing rolling like really fast, you know? Yeah. And I was really happy. And, and the main objective was to record the songs first, you know? And I had these top musicians and, and they're well uh, studio trained, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? They pick things up really fast. If you want to change something, they do it in five minutes, you know. Um, 
But um, we, then we did a few gigs. We had the CD christening, it was a lovely night. And then we had this uh, international streaming gig, uh, both on small stages, you know. And um, then I, I reached a point where I, where I, you know, the scene started to open up because uh, lockdown was over and stuff. And I thought, now I need to have a band which is going to be concentrated on my project uh, first priority, you know. So if we if we if we can go on tour, there's not going to be a lot of other stuff on their agendas which is going to be in the way, you know. It's it's a all a thing of organization, mm-hmm. and uh, and they, the new guys have more of a rock attitude. And um, I'll tell you why, you know, I mean, two of them were already playing with me in Crocus. Mm-hmm. As I, uh, Patrick, the drummer, and Dominic, the rhythm guitar player. Um, I've even written songs in the past for Rock the Block with Dominic. And, uh, and we toured a hell of a lot. Uh, so... We were involved with DC World. We were involved in Rock the Block by Crocus, mm-hmm. Fire and Gasoline, the live album from the Rock the Block tour. And then later on, Hellraiser, the Hellraiser album. That's when Mandy Meyer joined the band. And because, uh, you know, there's been always throughout the whole career of Crocus, there's been people coming and going you know people coming and going yeah uh, which is not always the best thing <laughs> for, for a band <laughs> yeah that's for sure now now one thing that i do know is by looking at your website and if you're interested uh the, the website is storace.ch that's s-t-o-r-a-c-e dot c-h not dot com dot c-h gotta mm-hmm. make sure that's important I've been looking over the website and I can see uh, that you got several dates there in Europe, including uh, being a part of the KISS end of the road tour in Zurich uh, next month. Yeah. That's got to be a thrill. (laughs) Say no more. Holy, holy moly. It's like, uh, I mean, we we toured with Chris, uh, with, with KISS. Crocus toured with Kiss uh, was the Animalize tour in 1985, I think, 85. Sounds about right. And we had the Blitz album out and we have, you know, the, it contains Midnight Maniac, which, by the way, I'm playing again now. <laughs> and and uh, so it was amazing. We, we were with them doing the unmasked tour and having a hell of a good time. And after all these decades, I'm gonna play, get the chance to play with them one more last time. One more time, exactly. Before they pack it in. So I'm so pleased about that. And I'm looking forward to meeting them again and having a picture. Yeah. the last memento. <laughs> uh, but you can look it up uh, on the website, storace.ch. Oh, yeah. 
Coming up here in July, they'll be out there in Zurich for the Kisses, the End of the Road Tour. That is Storace. Uh, the new CD is called Live and Let Live, an outstanding album. Head over to storace.ch uh, to be able to pick up a physical copy, or you can even get the digital if you want. Thank you, Mark, for taking some of your precious time out of your schedule and talking to us about uh, your history and the new effort, Storace. Thank you, Earl. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And everybody out there, rock on. You're listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com.